0: Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 159, maybe, Option Podcast. That guy over there looks like Matt Hilling. What's up? What's up? All right, we're going to find out. The episode starts right now. What's good, Matt? How's it going? Um. Awesome, man. Hey, it's cold. Man, it's brick out there. You said you were lifting today? Yeah. you're Good for you because yeah. lifting is...
1: The most important thing.
0: Yes, especially in the off season. Yeah, I mean, do you lift... Sure. Um, I guess I'll jump right into it. Do you do you lift in a regular season?
1: Yeah, I, I lift. I, I can't not go to the gym. It's like okay. part of my routine. Like my whole day is thrown off. Yeah. Like even if I'm sore, if it's an off day, I just go ride the bike and stretch. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like... It's kind of like my meditation. Yep. Yeah. I just, I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm a person that I love to just go lift weights. I know a lot of people, it's kind of like a struggle to get in the gym. I, I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I, I, um, well, I'm a big mix, mixed martial arts fan. And some of the fighters, they embrace that and they love yeah. that. And some of them, they're just like, man, this is, this is miserable. I'm, i I remember Rampage Jackson. And he's like, yeah. um, he's like, man, I hate training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's... I remember when he had to fight John Jones, he, like, he didn't win, but he thank God that he, you know, it would have looked worse if you didn't, you yeah. know, if you didn't train, so.
1: I also just don't like being sore. So if you stop lifting, then you're going to get sore. If you just keep oh, lifting, yeah. you don't get sore. Yep. Your body just kind of gets used to it. Yep. I actually, I had the flu over Thanksgiving for like four days. And,
0: and working I, it out, right? It,
1: uh, I mean, no, I, I, I stayed, I, it, it kind of took all, everything I had out of me, but uh, those first yep. couple days coming back.
0: You can move that closer to
1: you the, a little bit, you
0: get some of that resonance. Yeah,
1: the, right. the soreness was brutal. You feel it right away but now you know now i'm back in the groove and it's you know nice. i don't really get sore
0: i think a lot of people say that about volleyball too indoor beach like um you know east coast grass uh, a lot of my grass guys are like that first day back you're like ow and yeah. i'm like the best thing you could do is go right back out there the next day <laughs>
1: yeah and one of the best things i've found actually is that you know if you're if you're playing a lot and jumping mm-hmm. you know the next day if you do a heavy leg lift it kind of sounds counterintuitive but i've mm-hmm. That's helped me a lot, like through the soreness, just kind of like get all the lactic acid out of the muscles. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's actually one thing I do is if I play a lot the next day, I try to lift pretty heavy legs. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know some people that do that at a cool, on cool down. Like they'll play and they'll, yeah. be like, they'll go to the gym, watch some TV or whatever and, and do that. I'm glad you said that because I, I, I was talking to some people. I was watching EVP yesterday. Well, I was watching everything. Yeah. This is one of the weekends where I'm like, wow, okay. FIVB Australia, you know, beach yeah, volleyball world, right? USA versus USA. Um, I really like that finals. Best friends, you know, ex partners yeah. become strangers. It was yeah. Betsy Betsy Flint and uh, picked up Julius Goals and played uh, Sarah and um, Kelly. Kelly Clay as a Chang.
1: Yeah, I thought it was cool to see Sarah and Kelly back together. Yeah. I really like that team. Second when they honeymoon. Out. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they're playing as if it's their second honeymoon, right? They look good out there. Yeah,
1: they look really good.
0: Um, I'm a big Betsy fan. I'm a Betsy backer. I mean, personally, I don't even know if I like her, you know, (laughs) but like the work she puts in and the respect she puts in and she's got a great look and she's disciplined. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Betsy and and she's in a very much in a John Mayer situation where every year she's winded up with a different partner and wins with it. So, you know, it's like
1: i'm yeah. always biased towards sarah just because we grew up together in okay. huntington beach you know when we were yeah. like 11 12 we were just out there you know playing co-ed tournaments and yeah
0: you could be sarah's like, older brother for all we know yeah man. exactly got the same <laughs> smile man the same look at that Look at all her. Yeah. we got the same like a, yeah. a hughes appeal <laughs> yeah
1: no it's really cool to see all the success that she's had
0: yeah so this weekend um in the finals, everybody was like, oh, my God. And even the commentators, Dan, was talking about, like, how Jean, Gina Urengo looked exhausted. She looked exhausted. And then she, this and that or whatever. And I actually typed in the comment section. I'm like, and it's, this hurts some people's feelings. Uh, and I was like, beach volleyball players don't train the same way real, uh, regular elite athletes do. If you look at every other sport, you look at baseball, you look at basketball. You, not baseball. Oh, my God. Take that out. Uh, um, you look at football. You look at basketball. You look at soccer. You look at mixed martial arts. There's not two ounces of fat. There's no like even the guys who look out of shape. Like if you you see how they move, their conditioning speaks for itself. There's yeah. no wasted time yeah, or whatever this sure. and that. And and I and I brought it back because I was like I wasn't talking about Gina when I said that because Gina yeah. Gina is the one that doesn't cut corners. She yeah. is the one that stays yeah. in great shape. And if you're that age to keep up with this group. A girls behind her yeah. that are telling her, you know, bitch, your time's up.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: um, for her to still be in the finals is a testament to her, yeah, not cutting yeah. corners of this or that. So I was speaking in general about that. So I was really glad when you was like, I'm lifting, I'm doing this, I'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so the girls, it's really about staying physically in shape. The guys, it's about exercising the muscles between their ears. The, yeah, 100%. We, we got we got to do a little bit better strategically because there are guys, right? Who, yeah shorter than you, right? Don't lighter than you don't hit as hard. And there they are. And and there you might be or there that guy might
2: be so Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. That's a that's a big thing that I'm kind of transitioning because I've just been playing so much indoor. You know, I get out on the beach and just try to muscle it the whole time. And you you have to have the finesse, the court vision, the touch. Uh, Whereas like indoor, you know, you can get away with just muscling it. And the the vision too. the vision is so much different indoor to beach indoor, you're just really looking at the block. You don't really you don't really look at the defense that much. Power game, yeah. Yeah, whereas, you know, like the beach, you know, you gotta track the ball in the wind, you gotta figure out where the defender's at and see the block. You know, it's it's just the... I, I think they're just two completely different games.
0: They they really are. Yeah. Everybody's like, I don't know about completely, and I'm like, yeah, in so many ways, completely. I mean, we were gonna have a little conversation about um three things. We're gonna do some lightning rounds later, and one of the questions I didn't put down um, and it'll be a surprise question, but I think you as a volleyball player will handle it very well. So, and we'll cool. um actually screw it. Let's do it now. Right. <laughs> Look, <laughs> guys, yeah, you we're run adults. You run we're adults, show. and adults do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get the sixty second countdown clock. Boom! There it is, right there. Cool. All right, so I want you. 60, 60 seconds, and I'll I'll follow through. Yeah, or or maybe this one I should lead, and it, it'll install some ideas. I don't know. um Sixty seconds. Here's the question: What are three things? Because you're you're an indoor savage. I know you spent some time in Portugal and this and that. Yeah, and I hope Greece didn't finish your career because that's where careers. Israel. That's where okay, because yeah. that's where careers go to go to. They they. Yeah, it's they, better now. They were too ragged, dude. Yeah, it's um, a lot better now in Greece. Good. Yeah. Good, good to know, because they didn't have a league. I have after a couple a buddies. I remember there. They didn't even have a yeah, league have after a I have a couple
1: buddies there now, and they said it's a lot better.
0: Good, because yeah. everyone's every indoor player's last stop when I was coming up
2: was yeah, Greece. those <laughs> early
1: like 2000s and even the 2010s. Yep. The problems those those middle Greece teams mm-hmm. when you start playing bad, stop <laughs> paying you. You know, if you're on the top two three teams, yep. you're pretty secure. But you get in those like that middle pack, and you start losing, uh-huh. the paychecks are gonna stop coming.
0: Tuesday Volleyball League of America misses that Matt Hilling guy. That's Todd J. <laughs> Just said something. He said, What's up? Yeah. And by the way, Wexler said some nice things about you, but on to the question. Yeah. Right? Um, there are a lot of fundamentals that indoor players bring to the outdoor game that give them instant success, if not significant, a uh, leg up. Um, I want you to say, Give me three things. They can be fundamentals like blocking, passing, whatever, or maybe conditioning or this or that. You have 60 seconds, I want want you to give me three things that you as an indoor player, or you feel indoor players um, instantly transition to the beach. Mr. Hilling, the floor is yours.
1: All right, so the first thing that comes to mind right away is just the speed of the game. The beach game's so much slower, right? The indoor game, people are hitting 75, 80 mile an hour serves. You know they're hitting float serves at 50 miles an hour and uh and the ball's a lot harder so i think just the speed of the game i think indoor guys have that advantage to where a we can just hit harder and b we can just we can take the heat a little better and we're more used to it um that's i would say good. that's one yeah cool. i'd say second just as being an outside i think it gives a great advantage because we kind of have to do the whole thing indoor we got to pass we got a block Right. We have to hit. We have to have, you know, we're expected to like get all the out of system balls and control them. And so I think as an you know, for an outside hitter, you're definitely going to have a big advantage playing beach because you're just you're used to doing everything versus like a middle or an opposite. Nice. You know, maybe even a setter kind of has that advantage, too, because they have the ball control. Um, And then the third thing.
0: Yeah, keep going.
1: I would just say. Kind of just the grind and mentality. Indoor is a grind. It's tough on your body. Mm-hmm. I think uh, just for me, like transitioning back to beach, you're so free. You're out at the beach. You're enjoying. You're, so, you're, you're a lot more happier. So I think uh, that grind that you have like with an eight-month indoor season that you're, you know, you're in it and then you get to the beach and it's like, wow, this is, this is so nice. Like this just, just like- showing up to the beach. <laughs> so I think that, that kind of just <clears throat> motivates a lot of indoor players kind of as they stop playing indoor kind of that's kind of and that's kind of what sparks me you know it's right. like just being able to get to the beach you know with with my friends and train and play volleyball
0: and that's why i asked you the question personally right because yeah. some of the things that you feel are an advantage given your position as an outside hitter right your yeah. ability to, first hit is universal for you right you're playing grass yeah first hit you're playing volleyball. yeah you know, racquetball court that's first hit um uh, planet Mars ball, yeah. First hit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gravity's a little different there. Okay, we know that, but I like that you brought that up. So allow me to just uh, bring it to a more simplified thing because you 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 went on this level that volleyball yeah. players can, players can relate to, and I'm gonna I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be a little, I'm gonna play the dummy here and go a little bit more universal, right? So cool. sixty seconds for me. One, I would go serve like you said, indoor. The serve to space, like. You go to the beach and you're like, wow, there's not a third passer there. <laughs> cool, yeah. KJ Chris Johnson when he when he hit the beach, that that serve was just
1: moving. It yeah, was Yeah, just gnarly. hits it down. He did a bulletproof
0: you. vest, right? Yeah. Um, the second thing I think that brings that brings sort of uh, advantage is the block. When you have a good opp or a good middle, that doesn't have to worry about blocking lanes, doesn't have to worry about closing it up and, and responsibilities in relation to his teammate, where you have this almost unlimited freedom. Yeah. It's like I'm blocking line, yeah. but not really. If it's tight, I'm just if going to the ball. If you see something, you can just... Yeah, so, and the third thing I wanted to bring to, to the table is first hit. Um, whether you're a setter or whether you're an outside hitter or a libero, that first hit on the beach, you're automatically checking all the boxes. I, I as a coach, um, when I coach beach, I'm um, I'm like, are you checking the boxes? The first box is, as soon as you pass, can you see the court? Yeah. Can you see the court? The second thing is, can your can your partner option it? Yeah. You and and the third thing is, um, can you, um, do you lose your court vision because you, you pass this way? So I mean, first and third sound like the same thing because I completely forgot the third. Yeah. But like one and two right now are good enough. Yeah. Checking the boxes, right? First hit, boom! You can see the court now. You're locked in in your peripherals, where you can see the blocker, you can see the digger, you can see that that good-looking chick yeah, on the back yeah. line, on the back line who's been watching you the whole time. You, you got you got uh, what we call complete court vision. Yeah, something you would like to add to that?
1: Yeah, the the first ball mm-hmm. in beach is so important. That first pass, just setting it up just to get yourself comfortable mm-hmm. so you can see the court um that was something that me and Nick struggled with a lot in that Huntington qualifier yeah it's just that getting in a good spot you know me passing for Nick to be in a good spot to where I'm comfortable and can feel you know kind right. of the rhythm of the set and everything it's something we talked about a lot it's that you know yeah. we just feel kind of out of sync in that in that connection and a lot of it's just like getting that first pass a, a where you're comfortable you know getting in line for your approach and be where your setter is comfortable setting.
0: It's a great team, dude. Yeah, if you if you and, and Nick can take care of first hit, you are just as good as any team, top to bottom on the domestic scene. In system, you do things that professional beach players are supposed to do in system. Yeah, it's not like in system you get a set and there's a problem because there's at the net or whatever and this and that no in system you continue to set and you work it out.
1: Yeah, the big thing for us is just the consistency mm-hmm. getting out and training both our schedules have been pretty hectic right now. But we both you know, we talked and we're like, you know, when I'm back from India, we're gonna we're getting out on the sand as much as possible doing drills, you know, nice. doing whatever it takes. Because uh, we both we both want to play, you know, we both kind of have our other things going on, but no, we always, so always want to be involved.
0: Um, I want you guys in this sport, man. It, yeah. It's so it's so good to yeah. watch. I, and it's just that I put the match against Biz and um, yeah, yeah I saw and Carlson yeah. On, on yeah. yeah it's on YouTube. that
1: uh, it's getting past that qualifier stage is so hard for anyone because anything mm-hmm. can happen in a single elimination. And and that Huntington qualifier, like we played great except for the last like maybe the last six points of the second set of the round to get in, mm-hmm. and then the third set was just a disaster. I uh, know, uh, yeah. you know, we just we started down like, you know, four or five zero, just not taking care of that, that first ball. And it's, you know, rally score, you're down five zero game to 15. That's pretty much impossible to come back from.
0: I have a good teaching tool for that. And I learned it. Um, and I've been doing this a long time, but I learned this from Mayer uh, recently. I was with him at LMU uh, for like a minute, 2018, 2019, oh, 17, 18. I can't remember. But. Coming into like some of these passing drills with a particular focus, and this is something I think you teach your kids too. Like maybe um, as adults, maybe you allow the adults to assign their own focus, right? But yeah. kids, for example, just just on kids, all right. I'm not talking high level. Um, your focus is hold your platform right? Coming to the drill, they can hold your platform. Yours is straight and simple, right? For yeah. the people at home, straight platform, simple pass. That's what Mayor
1: yeah. calls, less is more.
0: That's what merit calls straight and simple. Yeah. Yes. And the, maybe a third one, one move to the ball, yeah. right? Are you one of those guys that, that on a short serve, you, you do this and do you do this or do you do this and angle out? No, I right. just
1: try to get what's the most direct path to the that's ball. That's one move. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think the more you drill on passing, whether it's serve receive, whether it's a uh, spin at the defender, yeah. like someone hitting a hard driven ball at you, like digging situational or whatever and this and that. If you go into these drills with that focus, a particular focus where you come out of practice, was I holding more or was I do, was I curling, was I J-hooking my straight and simple? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the more you come out just with one thing, like you said, you just said less is more. I mean, you, yeah. you just saved me a whole paragraph and yeah. I'm still talking anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. um, for the audience, right, yeah, who might yeah. not get this. Um, yeah. And and you know what happens in a real game? You'll you get aced, right? And it didn't feel right. And then all of a sudden, one something that a focus that you came into a drill with comes into play, yeah. and that's going to help you and Nick.
2: Yeah, for um, sure.
0: good coaching, you yeah. know, and this and that. So, you know, giving up control is a big thing, too. It's depending on your coach, you got to trust your coach. Because, yeah, you know, like, yeah. there's some people I coach, they ain't giving up control, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like Samuels, he's a control freak. You know, I had him and uh, Chris Vaughn at, uh, at the draw. Yeah. You know, but then um, Earl Schultz and Jake yeah. gave me complete autonomy, you yeah. know, so. And like you said, qualifiers are gnarly, right? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. No. Yeah. Like,
0: Jake and Earl, when they qualify for Hermosa Beach, there's always but one he, match.
1: But there's always, That like, play-in match yeah. is
0: always one. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I, I mean, I've, when I was younger, 16, I, I think 17, I qualified for the first time. And, uh, you know, I, w- I was playing Dave McKenzie and Larry Witt. Like a team, I had no business yeah. beating, you know. But me and my partner, I saw that. we had the, you know, on the, we, had the <laughs> we had the match of our lives, you know. And that's like, that's kind of the same thing, you know. That I'm trying to tell Nick, who you know he doesn't have as much experience in qualifiers. I'm like, hey, man, it's it's a grind. Like, someone can come out of nowhere yeah. and have the match of their life, Yeah. and it's a single elimination, you know. And that's the only chance you get. Yeah. So I- it's, it's 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 tough. I I you know I. I've had trouble, you know, trying, I, I, I get to train with a lot of good players, but they won't play with me in a tournament because I don't have any points and they don't want right. to play in the qualifier. And it's like, it's frustrating, and, and but it's I get like, it. I get yeah. it at the same time. It's like you, yeah, it's I mean, a grind and, and they have their points that are protected and then they go play a qualifier and, you know, get bounced by a team and now they lose hundreds of points because right. of one tournament. Yeah. yeah that's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Aaron Wexler says, talk about how we won an
1: off-site qualifier beating Shun over oh, the yeah, finals. Oh, yeah. Aaron Wexler. We yeah. got the, the, to we play got the bid. Yeah, we got the bid for Hermosa.
0: And had to play uh, Allen and Prosser. Yeah.
1: Nice. I think we played, uh, we played Lucena and Furbringer, I think, the first round. Right. Yeah. Oh, that pretty
0: cool. Fun. That's how far back you go, my dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Young-looking dude. Yeah. I'm like... Would you play that tournament you, yeah. you when you were six?
1: <laughs> no, I joke with like yeah. Mesco and a lot of those guys. They're just like, like you're only 29, mm-hmm. but like I feel like you're a veteran because yeah. I was, you know, I started playing opens when I was 15, 16. Yeah, you know, I was I was lucky. My dad was was pretty pushy to get yeah. out of the youth tournaments, and I, you know, I I luckily had a lot of guys. Ureve Lerner was one of the guys that kind of always would play with me. Uh, John Nino, John Bronstein, someone, you know, I I was playing with. Those guys were, you know, thirty eight, thirty seven, and I'm sixteen years old. Yeah, and, you know, so that was a lot of fun, just kind of getting to learn the game from them, and you know, they're they're just so consistent. You know,
0: you're in and a good just... spot now, though, because you still have this this incredible ability and this great feel, and you have a forty year old's IQ because you started younger, and yeah. because I think. Uh, And this is me from the outside looking in because I've I've been watching you here and there, but I'm very good at diagnosing these things. I think you are trying to, not trying to, you have figured out ways with good partners. You figured out ways with changing up your game. You figured out ways to not play everybody the same way. I know there's a a single way to pass and this and that, but um, I'll give you an example. And god damn it, I am not here to talk about myself, but I have to it, it, it will help you. <laughs> yeah. Um coaching Jake and all, right? We play Chris Lures, right? You know how like Chris likes to run that like one that tempo yeah. one yeah. or whatever and this and that.
1: Close to the setup. Yeah.
0: Now I'm supposed to be fresh eyes, right? I'm I'm the one I'm an indoor guy, just getting it in beach. And so in essence, the two guys I'm coaching have more beach experience than yeah. I do, but they trust me with fresh eyes. And I'm like, I go to what's his name? um uh-uh, Bobby Jake uh Jacobs. Yeah. Bobby, I'm just like, <laughs> any suggestions? <laughs> yeah, this guy's killing us. Yeah, and yeah. we didn't want to, Max Martin was his partner, and Max Max looked on fire, and we didn't want to serve him either. So, yeah. um, and and Jacobs, easy fucking fix, easy fix. He said, dude, just block, cross, Earl. You got Earl Schultz at the net, four block, two block. Anything that comes line is not going to come straight down in front of Jake, right? It's going to yeah. be hard, but he could do it. And anything that goes cut over, it's Earl blocking. Yeah. If Jay, either Jake can get that or he can't. Yeah. You know, and we made that single adjustment. We were down technical timeout, 12-9 game one. Ended up winning two zero, And I was yeah. just like, Bobby, man, I, you know, I owe you because I didn't – I did all my homework, but there's some things yeah. you're like, everyone's got a plan until you get hit. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so that's the example I wanted to give you. And that's yeah. why I think you've made a lot of on-court adjustments as a player. Like, all right, he's doing this. I think we should do
1: that. Yeah. I just love the versatility of the game, being able to do everything – Like even in that, uh, in that match against Chris Schaefer that you were, that you were filming, Mm -hmm. you know, Nick kind of got in that rut. Yes. On the right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I go like, let's switch. Like Mm -hmm. me and Nick, both sides. Doesn't matter. You know, we maybe have our preferences. I maybe, I think as a team we're better with me on the left, him on the right. Yeah. But like we talked about it, like we got to make that switch quick. Like Uh we can both side out on both sides. We both feel comfortable on both sides. You get on a rut in the right. Or you're not siding out or same thing. I'm not siding on a left. Let's just switch sides. Give the team a completely different look. You know, we both play pretty differently. Like on the right side, Nick likes a real high set out to the pin. Where on the left, I'm, you know, kind of shooting like, you know, quick three balls, like a gap, Yeah. you know, indoor to him.
0: Man, you're loved. Art Barron, my boy, Helen, keep it going. Yo, I love that dude, man. Yeah. He is he's good for the sport. I wish I yeah. I could clone that dude and make him
1: Yeah, he's great. I remember I have a lot of good memories, a lot of good advice from him when I was when I was younger.
0: Aaron Wexler, Todd J. Qualifiers are a grind. I like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, but you're right. Like for me, in that game, when you guys switched, I would be like, just cause you switched. Run the back set. So, like as a reminder, in the future, yeah. Next time you switch, yeah. Switch and then just run the back yeah. set because you're not trying to um, give the blocker a different look from a different side of the net. You're just trying to get him out of his stationary where where he's yeah. already set up. Like a a, a a great example of a great blocker when he's set. Lev Prima, like on a small scale. Yeah. Brett Lev Prima when he's set up. Yeah. He's yo. He's
1: sneaky. He's
2: really sneaky. Yeah, but he
0: set up his footings there. Yeah, and um, I think I was coaching Cole Fears and Chris Austin, and I said, "Dude, just run a back set because Lev will on change up, and when he changes up, he'll stay two block, or you'll see the fly on the one block or three, like the fly on the three, or he'll dip and pull uh, across." Yeah, and. All three times, Kofir's ran the back set. He dipped and pulled, yeah. and co had nobody up. So sometimes, uh, you what you were doing? Yeah. Switch. Stay with the switch, but don't necessarily have to hit that side. Right? You, you know, yeah. just just run the back set.
1: Yeah, we actually I actually played Lev in a CBVA mm-hmm. not too long ago. Uh huh. And it, you had to work. You have to know he, exactly yeah. where he is. He's so good at getting low, getting out of dude, your vision, yeah. and he's just quick over the net. Those guys that touch yeah. their toes and yeah. touch the ceiling, yeah.
0: you got to make a move left and right. Because yeah. not everybody that no, those guys that do that are not good at swinging and shifting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else? Ricardo, one of the best blockers in the world. Not not. Yeah. I'm wa- watching people with my own two eyes. Not the most effective guy on on a back set. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get his blocks. He's an elite athlete. He's the best in the world, right? He's got the gauntlet of medals. Bam, got it.
1: Yeah. But, but that tournament was kind of funny, though. I I pulled pedro brazo out of retirement you did yeah <laughs> he, he told everyone he was done he actually you know he was joking he told his wife i'm done and then i text him he's like all right i'll do i'll do one more and it was it was so funny just because no one knew who he was i know he hasn't played in forever oh, isn't that great and it's just so funny seeing these yeah. guys get so frustrated with this you know i think he's 42 now mm-hmm. you know he's he never like this big athlete but he's just such a consistent solid player yeah and that you know i he told me he's never playing again. <laughs> he got served every ball. <laughs> he's, you know, he enjoyed it but yeah, he was definitely feeling Those it. Those relative yeah. unknowns, man. Yeah. Like dude to Everyone's get... asking me about him. You know, like where'd yeah. you like who is this guy? It's like he's you know, he used to play on the AVP. Mm-hmm. He was uh, you know, he won multiple Brazilian tour stops, yeah, you know. He hum. beat Ricardo and Emmanuel multiple times. Like Which is Yeah. The, not, w- yeah. probably
0: one of the best teams in in, in, yeah. in the sports history right yeah. i mean i put them up there with stokeless and sinjin St. like as far as periodic yeah. times or whatever yeah you just man you're 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 blowing everyone's minds now with the with the names yeah um yeah like earl and jake when they qualified they had to beat evan Corey. yeah uh, and that was 2019 and not a lot of people knew Evan Corey was like the only thing I knew he's this pain in the ass lefty like and every time there was a tournament yeah he was in the finals with a different partner winning and losing so and I see him on Facebook live because that dude is a self-promotion machine served him three balls I'm like man I don't want nothing to do with that dude I want we don't want he we had he had Valela Valela was the other guy yeah yeah and I'm like Found out Valela had staff later. That turned out to be the right choice. Yeah. You know, he was wearing all black that day. Uh So, you know, the hecklers are giving it to him. He went all black in Hermosa Beach in the summer. (laughs) Black sweats. Black hoodie, black sweats. (laughs) Oh, Aaron, ask him what staying inspired means to him. Dude, that is for your podcast, not mine. (laughs) You want to take a stab at that for Aaron Wexler? What does Um, staying inspired mean to you? Ooh, Aaron. Ooh, you, where's my camera? You lucky, I like you. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh, for me, that just means kind of like keeping yourself in it. Uh-huh. Right? You gotta only you can motivate yourself. Uh uh-huh. If you're gonna rely on someone else, you're not gonna make it very far in anything. <laughs> so I think as far as staying inspired, what that means to me, it's just finding ways to stay inspired. You know, thinking about you know why do I love volleyball? Why do I want to play? Hmm. Um, you know, just kind of thinking all the think of all the good things it's brought me in my life. So yeah, no doubt. that's kind of what that means to me. Yeah,
0: volleyball is like a really sexy girlfriend that makes you feel good about yourself. You can sport her, right? You yeah, can, sporting her in New York. sporting yeah. her means that you got a really really good looking chick next yeah. to you, and you like you can take her wherever you go, and everyone everyone's go, everyone's gonna check her out. So you can sport her. So volleyball is like that, but. Yeah. There's a certain time you got to move on because yeah, yeah. those girls, uh, um, and I sound like I'm insulting women everywhere, but but you know what? I got to say what I got to say. Yeah. They're train wrecks. So volleyball at some point you think is going to save you and it ain't. So yeah. you got to know when to get off and on and, and on to the next one, right? Like right now you're coaching. Yeah. I think coaching it probably is teaching you more about your game than than you playing.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: That's why I love it. Talk to me about that. Yeah, and talk to me about you're a pinnacle, right? Yeah.
0: No, you're going to say something. I'm I'm interrupting everything.
1: I just enjoy, you know, like getting back in with the younger kids. They get fired up. You know, it it motivates me just in general. You know, to kind of like take my game to the next level. You know, when I'm when I'm getting on a kid about you know holding the platform or doing something, I think about that too. Like I'll you know I'll be practicing and I'll you know shank a ball and be like, man, I'm yelling at all these kids. You know, to do this, and I'm not doing it, and it kind of keeps me honest. Yes, is what I really like. You're about like,
0: it. Um, hold your platform. Wait, do am I am I doing it on the beach? Yeah, place? exactly. Am I am I J hooking at the end? Am yeah, I, and it'll ha- happen
1: all the time where I'm explaining something to a kid, and then like I feel like sometimes I'll just pause because I'm thinking like, well, that makes a lot of sense. I, like I never thought about it like that. Yep. I should you know implement that into my game. Yep. you know, a lot yeah. of just kind of like little breakthroughs like that. Whenever you're coaching, are super cool.
0: Yep, Todd J says the same thing. By the way, one of the greater conversations, boys. Hilling is so underrated. are we you. glad we're doing this live? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we are live on the podcast. On the audio, we are not. And yeah. on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go bugger off. <laughs> nope. But um, all right, so let's do another lightning round. All right, cool. Um, There are things as a player and as a coach that you like. More about the beach than you like indoor, right? For example, if I were to go the other way, uh, I like indoor better because my car's clean, <laughs> right? You go to the beach, your car's dusty, dirty, or yeah. whatever. Indoor, your your car's clean like a whistle. So that's, yeah. just, that's just a silly example. And we're actually going the opposite. Okay. You're gonna give me three things that you like about um, playing beach over playing indoor, and I'll and I'll, I'll I'll give I'll go three things as a coach. Okay. Unless you want to go coach. I'll go first though. Ready? So here goes my one minute, three things I like coaching beach over indoor one, there's no bench on the beach, right? one of the biggest concerns, and you as an active indoor player knows, there's always concerns about parents and playing time. Right? They're yeah. they're, they're invested in this. They got money, and, and I don't. I'm not trying to insult parents everywhere, but they always they're always convinced that their sons is better than they are. Yeah. And, and you got to deal with that, and you got to deal with playing time and this and that. Evolution. We had this policy where everyone played one whole set. So so if you had a problem with yeah. us, then you you can't play boy, boys volleyball anywhere. So yeah. no bench on the beach too, um, which leads a segue to the second thing. Easy parents to deal with. Indoor parents, they're like 90s rappers. They're walking around like gangsters, like Snoop Dogg. I'm like, relax, dude, you've won. Yelling at kids, score, 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 you know? And and outdoor, she's sitting in the beach chair. She's got a little wine in the back. She's eating chicken fingers, you know? And the third thing I like about the beach is more personal attention. You, having to be one coach, even with assistant coaches, managing 12 personalities, yeah. as well as skill set development is quantitatively more tedious than you will ever have to yeah. coach two people. So yeah, that's, sure. that's my caveat for three things I like about beach over indoor. Yeah. I'm assigning you the more difficult task yeah. as a player, because you, um, this is your wheelhouse. You yeah. have played professionally indoor i played indoor too but that was 100 years ago and i don't know it just seemed easier you guys are you guys are so like play running man some some of the blockers i play will be on suicide watch so that is your wheelhouse as a professional beach player and a professional indoor player three things babe
1: all right first one's easy you just you get to be at the beach out in the sun you're not stuck in a gym you're not stuck in some random country you know in a little village right you're just you're going to manhattan you're going to huntington so that's the first thing. Second thing I'll say is just impact on the body, like the knees, the shoulder, the hips, like, wow, way better. Wow. Right. Like playing, I would say like you get more tired playing beach cause it's harder to move, harder to jump, but your joints and your body just feel so much better, just the impact so much less. And then the third thing is just the creativity on the beach. I like shooting, being creative. Getting out of a sticky situation, whereas indoor it's more you're just muscling your way through those situations. Where where beach you have the freedom of creativity. You can set a ball over on two. You can stand and chop a ball over on two, or you know do all these weird things that, you know, that just the the very the variety and the creativity are really appeal to me.
0: Right. Now back in New York when I played sand, bam! Time yeah, I made, was I made awesome. it that time. Damn, with time to spare. <laughs> time time allotted to the host, yeah. right? when i um just pick up uh, just on a simplistic level yeah. um way different levels in in central mm-hmm. park there's only two courts so <laughs> the open yeah, yeah. double b whatever but at the end of the day if someone texts me like hey let's go sing karaoke yeah sure i'm down i'm down, I'm, I'm i'm getting a shower or whatever yeah. but if i came back from an indoor tournament oh, do, no do chance gbli or like you know like i set football mesa for a little bit um no Fuck that. <laughs> no. Go. Yeah. What? Go, go somewhere. What? So when you said forgiven on your body, I just, yeah. I was just like, preach, brother, preach. Preach, brother, preach. Yeah. So how's, um, how's Pinnacle looking right now?
1: Uh, we're looking pretty good. We have a couple good, really young teams. Our 14s and 15s are pretty, saw. our 14s <laughs> is, is, pretty gnarly. We got some, some bangers on the 14s team. Our 17's team is, is really good. They're just, they're still kind of figuring out how to work as a team. They have all the pieces, but just kind of getting that working as a team and meshing, um, they're pretty feisty, a lot of really high energy team, you know, so they can kind of be that up and down. But once they get it figured out, they're, they're going to be looking good. They're really well coached. They have McKay Smith, who's the long beach assistant is their head coach. So they're getting all the information and they're they're putting in the work. So they're gonna that team's gonna be really good. And then my 18s team, we're kind of going through the same thing. We added a couple new pieces. Um, You know, like Nick. Nick's known the kids. You know, for a while. I kind of just came in and and don't really. You know, I'm still kind of learning about the kids. But it's it's a great team. Uh, For sure, one of the most fun teams I've coached. You know, they're they're really into it. Um, That's the biggest thing for me is I just want to coach kids that want to be there nice and you know i was I, I was always lucky to have you know ex-pro indoor guys i had like you know hildebrand was one of my coaches dustin Watton came in and helped ty tramley came and helped casey patterson steve klosterman so i was i was always really fired up to you know get those pro guys in there so you know when i get that love back from the kids when i'm there you know it, it fires me up a little extra a little paid forward yeah. yeah exactly
0: i like coach mckay yeah he doesn't know me but i know him um, you, you know yeah. you know about him. Yeah, he's a great the guy. The good work certainly yeah. at Long Beach State University with Alan Knight. Yeah, um, Alan Knight, one of the better one of the, the better good guys in the sport. Yeah, you know when I moved here, he um gave me an opportunity to coach. Um, he was a national team coach, so he gave me a chance to be an evaluation coach for uh, the opposites and setters because I, I brought a huge degree of indoor experience with me. And someone, a friend actually, was like. And he was like, sure. And I was just like, that was really, really cool. Yeah. That was really, really cool. And I, and I really, really appreciated that. It was Donald Sujo was the other guy that I was working with. Nice. Opposites and whatever. Yeah, I know I know Don um, pretty well.
1: Yeah. He's helped He's helped me out a couple times. Sujo
0: is someone I'd love yeah. to have on the podcast. Cause
1: yeah. He, he has um, a crazy life story just like from yeah. Albania to SC to the I, US national team. Not just that. Like,
0: yeah. I'll, uh, bear with me. I'll tell you a story about him now. Just, just being older and, and following the Olympics as long as I have. So, Olympics. Men's men's volleyball, right? It's in Greece. Yeah. So, here's the situation. Greece, it's first round, quarterfinals, basically. Winner goes to the semis. Greece is up two sets to one. They're up 20 to 12. Um, Loy ball gets benched. Sergio comes in, because I figure, I don't know, maybe he just wants him to get some playing time before he gets eliminated, right? There's a bonfire in the corner, like, an indoor bonfire. They're, they're, the place is ruckus. Oh, you yeah. started a fire in the corner and everybody's yeah. cool with it. Let it you know, yeah. let it burn, let it burn. This dude comes up with some great plays, some first, you know, first set or digs. They come back from 20 to 12, and they win the second set. Now, thir- I bring your attention to the third set. They're down 13-14. They get a dig, a uh, great dig off the D zone. Position five, Sujo jumps like he's gonna set. Takes his instead takes his right hand, thumps a jumbo shrimp to position five over yeah. the barrel, clean, in a fucking sixes game <laughs> with a bunch of six eight guys who yeah. can who can cover the whole yeah, court one on step, one reach. Yeah. And then, fifteen up, he go, he sets Ryan Malar a middle a one. Someone in a crowd blows the whistle. Everyone else stops playing except two people sujo and malar yeah they hit the ball they get the point greece hits the ball out usa wins you know yeah awkward situations here because the american coach is staying at the greek coast's house yeah, yeah uh a year uh, <coughs> two months later their league foals mm-hmm. their professional their, their most premier professional yeah. sports league foals and ryan malar told me that story because he was on the podcast and i want to ask sujo the same question i asked malar yeah did you hear the whistle and just you know like some right Cause sometimes yeah. when you hear a whistle on a double you're you're in mid swing you know yeah. you're just gonna swing and be like hey my bad you yeah. know or was it so loud and ruckus yeah. in there that you just yeah you just yeah
1: that's one of my biggest pet peeves tell me it's like just someone like oh i thought i heard a whistle yeah or like the guy that like stops on the beach because he thinks it's a double or you know like yeah just play you got to play volleyball
0: especially the louder the environment the more you got to play it yeah loud environments don't be like stone cold steve austin yeah dta don't trust anybody yeah you know like yeah yeah.
1: but especially the indoor gyms man they get loud yeah they get you got horns you got drums so like you can't yeah and in the international yeah. scene,
0: yeah, and you've played in some pretty pl- in some yeah. places where they have some ruckus crowds. Yeah, you know, um, Germany has a pretty good league too. That I got a I, yeah. that little trophy behind you. I won them. last year. Just in yeah.
1: Israel, I was in such a small little village. Okay, and volleyball was the only like it was like the only thing to do was go to the volleyball matches. Yeah, so, it makes like, it more had, intimate, yeah, though, right? We had we, a we had a small gym already to begin with, which means intimate. Yeah, yeah, and the, and on top of that, you have like every single kid in the village is going and you know they have like the kids section getting rowdy horns yeah. banging the drums and you know i'm <laughs> serving in there you know they're maybe 10 feet away from me right you know when you're when you're in the huddle with your coaches like the crowd's right there like mm-hmm. hanging over the the fence just screaming and yelling so
0: so actually that's going to be our next 60 second uh lightning round question but let's let's talk a little bit more about venues before i get to that yeah. um in new york there's a division three school called Hunter College and they're set up. The bleachers are about eight to 10 feet above the court pushed in almost like a Catholic school uh, type setting for like basketball or whatever. Gotcha. And so there's no floor level seating. No. And you, well, they can, if you pull it back, if, as you continue to pull okay. the bleachers back, yeah. but the, but you can set up the bleachers where the first row is here okay and it's right almost on top of the players and i love it because you can still pack it in yeah and and at the same time get this intimate setting where you're 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 practically on the court you trip you fall dude you just fell on the court replay sorry guys (laughs) piss off you know great great um this division three school on the upper east, school, uh, upper east side hunter college and i only knew because i um I, I the only year i played ncaa i just wanted to play one year and and this this team had a bunch of crazy dominicans on a team and i'm like yeah i want to play with those guys yeah they're like one of the only teams that made like the eiva finals division three made division one so vassar and hunter were like the only two teams and nyu uh semifinals. Okay. lost to penn state Subsequently, other yeah. thing that year. Matt, Matt Anderson. Yeah. Um, who's the Who's the middle? Holt. Was that? Yeah. Max, Max Holt. Max Holt. Yeah. Um, so, so, let's talk about your favorite venues to play, my man. With sixty seconds, with sixty seconds. This is the beach. Yeah. On All the right? beach. Yeah. What do you want to do? You want to do indoor? Because indoor, it's, it's, indoor. Look, no, I maybe yeah. I'd like you to do indoor because these are venues that people never heard of. Yeah. So let's do something new. You have 60 seconds to give me three venues that you really enjoyed playing. Okay. All right? Um, the, and me, I'll give you three venues. I enjoy it as a spectator. All right. <laughs> all right? Yeah. And go.
1: Yeah. So number one is definitely was Israel being in the little village. Everyone shows up. Everyone you see around the town shows up, you know, screaming, yelling, probably the best atmosphere I've ever played in. Uh, second to that was in Brazil, um, that was definitely the most intense, you know, I, I was kind of coming off the bench there and I kind of came in late in one game and missed my first serve and the crowd, like my fans, my team fans, my, my own crowd, they let me know instantly that they were unhappy with me. (laughs) Luckily, luckily the rest of the match went well for me. So they were happy, but they immediately, like people were flipping me off from the crowd. You know, like you could you could just feel the tension as soon as I missed that first serve. You could feel the tension in the crowd, and then uh, the third one. I'm gonna go future is India. I'm really looking forward to playing in India in January because that fan base is that fan base looks gnarly. The production, the how they set it up. I'd say that's I'm looking probably the most forward to that.
0: Ian Satterfield did some color commentary for a league of Indian. It was 18.4 million views.
1: Yeah it's crazy yeah. for volleyball yeah and that's the English stream yes got it. the the stream in Hindu or yeah. some of them were getting up to 40 million yeah they stream in four languages
0: dude yeah. yo come on come on yeah. America what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing this country loves yeah. I feel like Rambo for our country to love us as much as we love it yeah, yeah. as Rambo first blood part two or whatever <laughs> um ah, paraphrasing of course. yeah but man yeah that's awesome so so god i don't even think my 60 seconds should even count she would just (laughs) skip me because that that that, that's ascended home so let me make this the fastest 60 seconds i can yeah um i don't even know why that screen went off but you're going back on yes (laughs) yes you are all right so 60 seconds my three favorite venues as a spectator i like um new orleans i liked uh coconut beach open um intimate you know, the courts are very next to each other. Yeah, I the played night played New lights, Orleans one time. Yeah, the night but... lights, the Christmas lights setting. Yeah. Um, that night, it was Evan Corey and um, Logan Weber beating Ralph Rodriguez and um, an injured Peter Marciniak, who who was playing on one leg. But uh, for him to win, it, you know, the can and winning home, that yeah. that was very, very cool. Um, I love New York City, and all my friends hate me for it because they hate going to New York City because yeah. so, it's so inconvenient to travel, inconvenient for hotels, inconvenient for this, inconvenient for that. But look, when you get on the court, and a whole bunch of people that you never knew are into the sport of beach volleyball. The Russians from Brighton Beach, the Dominicans from Uptown, the Chinese from Chinatown, the Koreans from Flushing, the 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 Poles from South Brooklyn. What the the Jamaicans and Haitians from Flatbush Avenue. Yeah. A, a rainbow of people in the crowd cheering you on. There's nothing better in the world besides yeah. the pizza. Yeah. Um, the third venue. Um, I have a special affection for, um, and it's kind of a tie, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach. They're like sister sister venues because I get the same same rush and same feeling. But the only tournament I played beach was I played in Manhattan Beach 2016. I got uh, my head chopped off by uh, Jake Rosner and TK, but... It's 47 years old. I wanted yeah. to do it, you know, and yeah. and that same qualifier helped Rafael Rodriguez and Kevin McCulloch qualify. Nice. So, the, so Manhattan Beach is, uh, I guess, like every other volleyball um, fanatic or nerd. Yeah. Uh, well, it's called the what? The Granddaddy, right? Yeah. 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 So we can call Termosa Beach the Mecca. Though. Yeah yeah I like yeah. that the Mecca and the Grand
1: hermosa is my favorite just because it's been good to me I've, yeah. I've gotten in three times there <laughs> it's so, like a home game for yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. everywhere else i've've you know I've had a meltdown or you know made it to the round to you know get in and had the dreams crushed, but for some mm-hmm. reason hermosa has just always been good to me I'm feeling
0: that I like that so let's talk let's get back to you i got uh, I got three I don't know three important volleyball questions about you that would be podcast malpractice if I yeah. can just bring it up. So, from a coach's perspective, um, coach to player perspective, uh, I feel like I'm, I might be inquisitioning you, but I'm going to ask anyway. Give me one thing that you thought you showed significant improvement on uh, uh, this this volleyball calendar year.
1: Um. For me, this calendar year, it was more just in the gym, like getting physically stronger. Okay, I think that was one thing I lacked.
0: So you showed significant improvement. In yeah, conditioning.
1: I had, uh, I had a lot of injuries. So I was always hesitant to really push. And I was never like, I never wanted to be bigger. I liked being kind of leaner and lighter. Uh, so this off season, but uh, before Israel, I, I put on about 10 pounds, 15 pounds of muscle. And, uh, you know, I, I I always thought that getting heavier would put more stress on my body, but it's actually, you got to find that kind of medium,
0: the balance, yeah, the
1: balance kind of adding that muscle in my legs and in my shoulder, I kind of got, you know, a lot more stability. So -hmm. when I was landing, I wasn't putting as much, I might be heavier and putting more force into the ground, but I was absorbing the force better (laughs) just because my muscles could handle it better.
0: Yeah. I think the people that play, that have long, uh, indoor longevity are the ones that knew how to land. Yeah, right. Like Reed Pretty yeah. lasted a long time,
1: and I've never been. Um, I'm not like when you look at me, you're not like, oh, that guy flies. I can jump well, but I'm not like a springy high no, flyer. No, you
0: fly. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Com-
1: comparatively, you know. Yeah. To a, to a like to someone like Nick, who's just right. you know, he's you know trying to block, and his whole chest is over the net.
0: Caveman. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna call him Nick the Caveman. Yeah. What's his last name again? Amato. Amato. Nick Caveman <laughs> or Caveman Nick Amato. Yeah. Yes. Captain caveman. Unga Bunga need a block. Yeah. <laughs> um, conditioning important because yeah. that's one of the other things that we've, we we did not mention.
1: That, that was just that, always something that I never yeah. really focused on. Like I said, I always liked being in the gym and I mm. always worked out, but really making that like a staple, like I'm going to get stronger, I'm going to put on weight. That mm. was kind of something that changed just kind of in the last year, year and a half for me and was, was a huge, made a huge difference.
0: Think about all of the indoor players that hit the beach scene with the conditioning they had, right? Taylor Sander, uh, um, look, he's he's played some beach before, but you got to admit him taking care of his body and him coming into the AVP season. Yeah, well, him deciding to
1: play beach was a lot. For his longevity because yeah. if he kept playing indoor, he was kinda at his peak. Indoor, mm-hmm. everyone's like, Well, why are you stopping? You can still make millions yeah. of dollars. He says, he's Who like, says I'm stopping? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I, isn't he playing indoor again? Isn't he back playing indoor right now? No.
2: I, I
1: don't know where he's at right now. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. my guess. Yeah. If he ain't if he wasn't out there with Taylor, he's playing. Yeah. Me. No, but think about this. Were there indoor or beach, were there any I can't think of any player that came into the A V P season. I'm not, not, not internationally because conditioning wise, there's no comparison. Those dudes, those dudes are savages, but I can't think of anyone in the AVP that came into the season in better, in better shape than him. Yeah. Taylor put on a little muscle too, right? Um, Yeah. And that's important, like you said, managing, because muscles need oxygen. You, your, your assertion was correct on putting a t- on too much muscle uh, as far as your mobility and as far as what your body requires because you're carrying that muscle. Yeah. Get that. We get that. Yeah. This is why, you know, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't necessarily make you hit harder. Taylor was, you know, was, was, was a bag of bones when I saw him play at Long Beach State and that dude hit he hit a ton. Yeah. You know, I have a friend, Ren Osborne in New York. They call him the queen. Yeah. He, uh, he doesn't even work out. He goes dancing. That's what he yeah. does. He goes to the house music mm-hmm. clubs. He twirls, carries yeah. on like a little queen, uh, um, like he like he does. And and he's got a whip. Yeah. I'm like, there's people with bigger muscles than him. They ain't whipping like that, dude. So some, yeah. So again, goes back to the muscles between your ears. Proper coaching. Um, finding something that works for you, giving up control, uh, exercising a technique that gets stronger, that's the right way, if there is such a thing. I don't yeah. know, I'm not comfortable using the term the right way. Yeah. Um, my next question to you is, what's one or two things that you'd like to come onto the court next year showing significant improvement in?
1: Um, a big thing for me is the consistency with float serve passing. I think I just, you know, everyone kind of struggles. It's way harder to pass a float serve, right? A big bomb, a jump yeah. serve, you kind of just fighting it off. Yeah. Uh, they're it's easy the to difference read. between
0: the open level players.
1: Yeah. Um, but especially indoor, it's, it's just so when you get targeted, just mentally it gets chaotic and you stress yourself out. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big focus for me is just staying calm, especially when I know, like, I've shanked a ball now. They're coming after me. Yeah. You know, because I have the platform. I have the skill. It's just, you know, like you said earlier, it's between the ears. Yep. Staying Mm -hmm. calm. And so much of the passing is just staying calm and tracking the ball Mm -hmm. and not, you know, not kind of like freaking out and making like an emergency move or a panic move for the ball. Just, you know, the ball has to travel 30 feet to you. You have 30 feet to track it. Use all that time.
0: Yeah. Serve receive is about knowing yourself. Yeah. I was just going to say, and open. For the beach, the biggest thing that separates the guys who are like triple A guys and open or guys who are at the top of the main top of the qualifier, bottom of the main is the serve and, yeah. and serve receive. And I think as far as conquering those demons, first, you got to know yourself. Yeah, Are you the type of person that says when you get ace, like I wish that motherfucker? would serve me again yeah. and you pass a dime yeah. or are you that guy that says I wish he would serve me again and shank the next one yeah <laughs> you're right it's all in your mind yeah. right so yeah. um,
1: especially at the highest yeah. level yeah. everyone has the technique definitely it's just a mental and knowing game and knowing yourself
0: yeah uh, I don't know if you watch MMA but Chael Sonnen once said um, they tell you winning's not an losing's not an option he says yeah. I think that's absolutely ridiculous losing is an option losing is the most readily available option all the yeah. time So, like, uh, for me, what I tell players as a coach, if you feel like the pressure is on and and you feel like you have this inherent need to win and not fail in this situation, take a step back and take three seconds and realize these two important things you could consolidate in three seconds. One, um, the other team's feeling it too. Yeah. And two, it's it's natural. It's not an unnatural feeling. We as men... Ten times more than women don't want to do want to do anything that that makes it look like we're weaker, or yeah. admitting we're weak at something. Yeah. So, like, if you're one of those guys that has hangups about that thing, it's it's like, hey, it's you know, they got to get this, and they yeah. they lose the point of yeah. miss This, you yeah. know, so the pressure's on them too. And two, um, hey, next play, you yeah, know? or you could let negative talk creep up in you. Yeah, head, no, I had a pretty know?
1: big mentality shift maybe one or two years ago where I just decided, you know. I'm, I'm leaving it at the beach or I'm leaving it in the gym. Like, you know, after I'm away from the volleyball court, I'm not, I'm not thinking about it anymore. I think that was a pretty big shift for me just because like, I'd go have a bad day of training and then my whole day would be ruined. And it's like, you know, you can't, you can't live life like that. And, and it's that's almost, knowing I've almost it. like, I, I I feel like I get so much more out of practice knowing that like, I'm in this gym for two hours. Mm-hmm. That's volleyball time. As soon as I step off that court, it's over no, no like matter it. what happens. Yeah. Right and a big thing too for me. I, I like to talk trash, talk shit a lot.
3: You're, you're the guys that the
1: carry it off the court drive me insane. It's like you know, when you're between those two lines, like we're at war, we're fighting. Nothing's ever personal.
0: Yeah. Well, you know? California must be a miserable freaking place for you. Though. Yeah, yeah. Because so <laughs> I never met so many sore winners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Than I have in this region. Yeah. Like in New York, basketball. Yeah. You're talking crap before. Oh you're, yeah. You're, the whole you're time. hazing someone in yeah. the middle, when the game's over. Yeah. You know, good stuff, boy. You know, yeah. Here it's just like when they win, uh, you know. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're wow. That's the guy that just won. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy that just won.
1: <laughs> to me, a big yeah. problem I see is that you know people. So are winners, dude. Pe- but also, dude, they're 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 doing it for the attention. They want to make the main draw, <laughs> post about it on Instagram, put pro volleyball in their Instagram tag. Yep. You know, whereas me, like I, I always say if you're if you're playing volleyball to make money, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I play volleyball because it's fun and I love to do it and right. it makes me happy. And that's why I'm going to continue and it'll always be a big part of my life. Play indoor to make you money. You <laughs> know, like you got to go play indoor to make any decent money, true. Um, so for me, that's, you know, that's the biggest thing is I, I don't want to be that guy that's, you know, just like chasing the dream, chasing the dream for the attention. You know, right. I, I, I want to enjoy being out there. And if I ever stop enjoying like being out there and grinding, then I'm just going to stop.
0: Can you appreciate how that that mentality gives you your volleyball longevity? You started at a very early age, and you played with some of the best players in the world and played against some of the best players in the world. Um, The level of successes and failures, considering how long you play, should have burned you the F out. Yeah. And yet, here you sit. Yeah. Big smile on your face. The same smile you probably had when you were 15, right? Yeah. One, this is who you are, and two, you're really good for the sport. Yeah. you really, this is why, man, I want you to do well, so freaking bad, because I'm not saying we need personalities. We just need people who are good for the sport. I can't imagine some of the people that you would, are the fans, as they get bigger and bigger and as you get better and better, that you, the way you wear your heart on your sleeve, that will allow the fans to take that journey with you. Yeah, for Losing sure. Losing the semifinals, you're going to have people crying in the crowd. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, this kid's crying. Don't cry. It's, okay. it's just a game, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you continue to do these things, uh, um, because your mentality is already there. It's just about taking yeah. some of the things that allow you to be a better version of so yeah. I, Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm there good to, for I'm the there to sport, enjoy it. Dude. You are so yeah. much fun. Dude, I had, I had work to do yeah qualifier look i didn't expect and max to go very far i, yeah. I had plans yeah, yeah, <laughs> not if yeah, they yeah. lost but when right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um but there i am i'm like oh cool he's playing biz or whatever i'm like oh cool he's playing this guy and the plan which i had to leave guys out to coach yeah. but you're good for the sport this we're doing a live podcast here yeah. and this is facebook this is yeah. only where old people exist and yeah. the comment section's blowing yeah. up yeah. hey, that you Aaron's yeah. not that old Aaron who? Aaron's Rexler? not that yeah. old no <laughs> <laughs> he's young at heart, dude. He's young at heart. He's gonna make a he's gonna make a good father and grandfather yeah. and great grandfather because yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be that young dude in the family. So yeah, sure. well here's the other thing you're doing right. Um you know yourself enough to say, Hey, that's the court. Um this is yeah. my switch off. Boom. Uh there are some people who are driven. Yeah. And they take it off the court, and for their consistent with their personality that works for them. Yeah. And there's some people like he's doing that. I should do that too, but it doesn't work for them, and it yeah. burn
2: out.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And they exactly. Burn out. So,
1: yeah. Everyone's <laughs> different. Everyone has different things that motivate yeah. them. I'm not, you know, like some people are very like about the, you know the positivity, the positivity. Yeah. You know, and that works. That's great if that works for you. For me, yeah. I'm more like you know.
0: I mean, look hey, at get, you and get, your partner. Get the fuck
1: up. Go. Yes. Go to the gym. Like, don't be lazy. Like, get,
0: yeah. the fuck you, like, go. that's
1: kind of like, when I wake up, it's like, you know, like, oh, I'm a little tired. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean you're tired? Like, get the fuck up. Go go to the gym. Go go be productive. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at the mentality, which doesn't work for a lot of people. Right. But it works for me. And yeah. I'm always someone that, you know, like, I I enjoy when someone's getting on me and, and in my ear and like, hey, come on, that's not good enough. That's not good enough, you know? Yeah. I don't respond well to the like, hey, good job. Or like, you can do it. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate the same way as someone saying, like, hey, man, like, you got to get that ball. Otherwise, we're fucked. Yeah. You know,
0: I um, Yeah, I share that in a sense that as a coach and a commentator, I am. Um, I'm up at night and this whole notion that's that someone thinks someone's a better club coach than me or someone's doing better things on the beach than me. I get out of bed. I come into this very command center and I watch video. And I watch instructionals and I watch, and I disagree with people and I agree with someone. And it's this ever evolving thing. Yeah. But very much like you, I know the job can't save my ass. Yeah. The other thing saved me. You need an escapism from that. When your escapism, which was volleyball, is now your career. Yeah you need something else otherwise yeah. you'll burn out yeah, and that's exactly. you just gave away the secret of your success yeah. so far you have this yeah. thing this thing where you can compartmentalize this yeah. and move on to that like me it's karaoke i'll sing karaoke twice yeah. a week three times a week tower 12 yeah. you know hennessy yeah. hennessy tonight the, tonight is hennessy yeah, so. the indoor guys
1: yeah. like they don't realize those national team guys like i was in there for for four summers yeah. and you're going year round you're playing an eight month indoor season and then straight back to it like yeah. uh you know like tj yeah you know Devalco. i was i was with him for the summer a little bit like that guy maybe had 10 days off last year right
0: he's got and he's the one of them guys i gotta be careful because yeah. he's neck deep in it yeah and
1: and for me like that how to me that's crazy how do you tell someone like that yeah. the job
0: can't save your ass yeah are
1: yeah. you
0: right <laughs> yeah he gotta find he gotta find that on his own you, you know? know
1: he he's He's good about, you know, kind of saying like, hey, I need a day off, or, you know, and he has the leverage in that gym to do it. But, like, you know, it's just like, that's good to know. Yeah. It's just always funny. It's just like, he'll come back and it's like, I feel like I never see you. He's like, yeah, it's because, like, I come back and I'm just nonstop training, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, and then when he does finally get time off, you know, he wants to go be with his family, you know, so it's like, no doubt. That's like the big struggle of the indoor player, especially the national team indoor players, is you're not. No, you're getting maybe ten days off a year no, you're if you're like, lucky. You're like WWE yeah.
0: superstars, right? Yeah. It's like <laughs> right, and like you've, those, you've, you've seen the career wrestlers. Yeah, yeah his, one,
1: his one normal like free weekend is like six man. Like he looks so forward to like going to six man, just hanging out with all his friends, and just finally playing just for fun for right. once, you know. And then the last one, the coaches said, "Hey, you can't. We mm-hmm. don't want you playing." Good, you know. So he had he had to show up and just hang out at six man. You know, he played a little back row, but like you know, that was. I felt bad for him. It, you know, it, it broke my heart for him not to be able to play because I love playing with him on the court. You know, yeah. too. But yeah, it's it's a grind, especially for those guys. It's a lot of volleyball. I, a lot of volleyball.
0: I have so much respect for Defalco, and I'll tell you why. And it's gonna sound like a left-handed compliment, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I've never seen someone in the Olympic games that was so in over his head. But at the same time, played with a big pair of balls between his legs. This dude gets stuffed. Okay, I'm an outside hitter. That is the life of a gangster. I have yeah. accepted that. Yeah. And he balls on. And the next swing is just as hard. And this one's clean. I've never seen someone, and people will disagree with me, but, but I've been doing this and watching this for a long time. He was in over his head in, in yeah. a lot of those matches. But he did not care. I've never seen uh, maybe besides read pretty his first Olympics, someone that was unassuming, unaware, of yeah. the magnitude of the situation but just in his moment so much fun to watch i mean there were some disappointments right you don't yeah. want to lose you don't want to lose the Argentina yeah. three straight straight sets on a game you know that that decides if you go to the playoffs or not you know right and and, and we're sitting here i'm sitting here at the table as a Monday morning quarterback but i'm going to tell my camera where's my camera you don't have to know the sport to you to know that if you miss fourteen serves, <laughs> you're probably not going to win unless you're Russia, or unless yeah. you're Brazil, or unless you're, unless you're Italy who can survive those plays. The USA wasn't that team this year. Two thousand eight, yeah. they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that when they won the gold, they could do that. There and you know enough indoor yeah. to know that there are certain teams that can miss sixteen times yeah. and they'll still win.
2: Yeah,
0: you know it's it's. Uh, are we back to knowing ourselves? Yeah. But it sounded like a left-handed compliment on 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 De I wasn't. I wasn't yeah, doing that. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm, I'm not doing it. I admire
1: the guy.
2: No,
0: he's definitely a guy him.
1: whose attitude gets misconstrued. Yes. Just, it's his confidence. And he like, when he was 16 mm. on the national team, he believed he should be starting. But that's yeah. like, that's the mentality you need. That's the mentality you should have. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. I'd be a hypocrite. Yeah, if, I were, if I were critical of him, I'd be a hypocrite because that's how I navigate my life.
1: Yeah. And one thing that like he's great at, it's in any situation, even if he's never been there before, uh-huh. Like he believes he should be there. Yep. And and he acts like he should be there. And I love that yeah. too for that. No matter what, you know, like first Olympics, first mm-hmm. match, like, I'm, I'm this is what I I I know I've known I was going to be here since I was fourteen. Yeah. You know, so I should act like I should I I belong here.
0: And he needs to think about it. Like in two thousand, we lost every single match in, in yeah. Sydney, and and. and- Lloyd Ball was on that team, right? I think Pretty was first first year or whatever. I don't know if I don't know if um Hayden was on that team. Hayden was on in '96. He played in '96 um, in Atlanta. He looked he looked good out there. Um, he was a third or fourth string outside, but who cares? Yeah. But that's what I like about DeFalco. I, I like that. I don't know. And anyone listening to this, because I have a lot of people outside of the sport, like I'm a theater guy. Yeah. In theater, right? If you're auditioning for a program. Uh, let's say you're auditioning for Juilliard and you don't know anything about Juilliard. You're unaware that they're the number one ranked theater program in the country. If you come in not knowing that, (laughs) it is the most liberating feeling in the world. You go into your audition, you got a big smile on your face, you're whooping it up, the professors are liking you. Don't put no added pressure on yourself. Come in there as if you're the best player in the world and that's what we share. You definitely know him a hundred times more than I'll ever know him because you played him and you interacted with him and and
1: yeah, I love that guy yeah and he's 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 just getting started yeah thank you yeah
0: thank you just and that was what i was trying to say
1: relax r-e-l-a-x people like he's having a breakout year in poland right now he's yeah like it's the best i've ever seen him play
0: like Lloyd ball played in the 96 olympics all right and he ended up winning a goal in 2008 that's 12 years yeah paying your dues getting your respect i'm glad he came back Cause I, I would have hated to see him leave without
1: hard work. Well, you volleyball know? too is one of the like what the peak age of volleyball is like thirty two, you know, for so a
0: beach probably for even beach, older, maybe thirty six. <laughs> you know, so, right? so I got
1: three more years, yeah. three four more years. No,
0: nah, you you are <laughs> for beach, and because you're doing a lot of preventive maintenance. Yeah. Uh, um, and well, I mean, would you would you like to tell our audience what we mean by preventive maintenance?
1: Just like in the gym, or yes, yeah. in the gym, just yeah. doing
0: things that don't. Uh, that avoid wear and tear or, yeah. or, or, or slow down the wear and tear.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Because of guys like you, yeah, we as humans are becoming immune to old age.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're be- slowly becoming more immune, more immune. Yeah, That's for sure. More immune to old age. Like you're 29. Yeah. You don't look it. Yeah. I'm 52. Yeah. I don't look it. I look, I look like a creepy 35, right? <laughs> uh, right. Hey, little girl. Uh, what's your name? All right. Yeah. Help. Help. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Nick England says knees over toes. Dylan Cox, huge Matt Hilling fan. Guys, a stud. Todd J. Oh, people president accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question. And we'll do a 60 second thing, but you could allot the time. And this is a question I dropped in. I, I think you might have seen it on this. Um, I don't know how much you pay attention to the world scene or domestic scene or whatever, and this and that. And, but I'm just gonna have fun because yeah. I want people to hate on us and be like, yeah. that guy, that's not you, that's not the wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the best player in the world? The best player? The best male player in the world. I'm gonna go best male and I'm gonna go best female, right? So I'll go okay. first, all right? It'll give you some yeah. some insight, right? Sometimes I need to tell a joke for you to come up and be like, ah, no, nah, nah, wait, I got a joke. Yeah. Um, Best male player in the world, I like, um. Um, Ahmed Tijan. Um, uh, a year ago, I would have said Andrews Mull. Mole. Andrews Mull dealing with some some issues right now uh, physically. So physically, not the better version of himself, which some people might consider still still ahead you know, uh, above everybody else. But this man is a transition king. He gets every single serve. He makes you pay. When he gets a dig, everyone's on the edge of their seat because they know something bomb-like explosive is going to happen. The man saves the tips for the waiters. He hits Everything. Even though he won the bronze on the shot. Uh, best female player in the world. That's more of a challenge. I do like um, Clancy uh, um, from Australia. I think she's a blocking machine. And I think, like you said, when she gets ace, the very next play, or she gets burned in the block, the very next play is a quality thing. Yeah. Though I do think Kelly plays if she stays the way she's staying she's arriving there right april ross i would say hands down even out of shape could house both these girls but if april ross comes back i'm gonna go straight usa on this and i'll say april ross and boom yeah.
1: (laughs) timing is
0: everything the floor is yours my man who's the best player in the world
1: uh for the male and for the best player i would be i would select the player that i would pick to play with you know (laughs) And that's TJ hands down. I think is... <laughs> no for the- beach. Oh, for beach. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't really watch beach volleyball. i indoor then. It's best player TJ. I pick TJ for sure.
0: Talk to me about TJ since um, you got forty two seconds.
1: Yeah, uh, just the all around game, the mentality, the trust that I have in him. Um, you know, he can do it all, and I think he's showing it this year in Poland. Like I it, like I said, it's inc- like he's carrying the team. He got picked up by one of the best teams, and I and I think. Uh, I think this year in the summer with the national team we're going to see a, a whole different side of him that we've that we've never seen before.
0: Nice. Do you pay that much attention to the females with 15 seconds left?
1: Uh no, not really. <laughs> Stop the clock. Yeah, yeah. Stop the clock. Like I said, I'm I'm in the gym and I'm thinking volleyball yeah. and then I get out of the gym and then the volleyball's gone. I'm uh, Yeah. I'm a so, bad volleyball fan. I don't really No, yeah, I, I, me, yeah. me too. Yeah. I'm a purist.
2: Yeah.
0: There's I tell everyone every episode. I'm only a fan yeah. of uh, um, yeah. five people in the, of each sex. Yeah, there's for the American scene. There's Theo Brunner, yeah. Trevor Crabb, and Eric Boranic. Actually, it is just three for the girls. It's yeah. TKN, N- Nuss and Cloth, yeah. Betsy Flint, and um, Chrissy Jones. Who's not even in the freaking sport anymore? Christy, <laughs> Chrissy, Chrissy Shunderword. You know yeah. that's her new name. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Can I t- can I tell you a fun story about that? Sure. Atlantic City, right? AVP. You said you weren't there for that one. I yeah. Was, um, it was a hundred K purse. You know, everyone showed up. Theo. You know, everyone, um, the Brazilians, and who's the guy? Um, who's the guy uh, that runs everything public relations? Josh Glazebrook, right? Yeah. Comes up to me. It's Forty seconds before the match starts. Hey Jason, Chrissy's gonna be known by her new last name, and I'm like, sure. What is it? He goes. Shunderword. And I go, what? He goes, Shunderword. <laughs> and I'm like, do you have a spelling? He goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I said,
3: fuck off. <laughs>
0: Man. And I found that it was S C H U O N D E R W O A R D. Schunderword is not a last person's name. I'm yeah. sorry, Chrissy. Where you at? I'm Chrissy. I'm sorry. That's not a, ma- a last a person's last name. Very that Dutch is a German. safe word in a sex place <laughs> in Amsterdam. Okay. Sometimes when you when the yeah. answer is no, but you don't really mean no, you need another word besides no. Yeah. So this is
3: your safe word.
0: Schunderword. <laughs> Nick Englund, life of a commentator, right there. Um Ray Seto how do you pronounce that S-C oh Ray Zito Zito should be in this conversation somewhere am I right all yeah right, cool all right I like that TJ for Beach still not a bad answer remember you yeah, played Manhattan a, Beach with Nick Lucenters yeah I
1: played San Francisco with him and we yeah. made it in yeah Yeah. oh that's right yeah
0: I yeah. know those are four gnarly rounds a third I think a third round was a quiet I was watching your BVB and I was like Yeah. that third round was a play-in yeah yeah but for, for me, best player in the world, and I was only talking about beach.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, for indoors, that dude, the outside header from France, the dude passes dimes, the dude with the roundhouse, pass. passes dimes, yeah. his, 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 his ability to jump set, you know, back row, his ability to hit the big, his ability to maximize his, because he doesn't have the same size as everybody yeah. else. But we both know Yeah. when it comes to best player in the world, it's not the Giants. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the, yeah, the normal size yeah. guys like you. Normal size yeah. 6'4", yeah, whatever, um, yeah. right? So, yep, Taylor Crab. right? He won Player of the Year. Uh, yeah. um, Player of the Year for the Olympics in, in Rio was um, Oscar Schmidt,
2: Bruno Schmidt. Yeah, Oscar Schmidt guy. Who's gracious, maybe, graciously- Maybe listed six feet at, tall. Gra- I was just gonna say, graciously <laughs> listed at six feet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah so no but when i thought about best player in the world for beach i think of like top five defenders top five blockers and like who's best and not necessarily the best team the best team yeah. i still think is marlon sorum you yeah know? you know yeah, like I mean, if i were mean. to ask you who's the greatest woman's team beach team of all time right we we both go yeah i'll just May. say it with us miss d May and kerry walsh. walsh right but if someone asked me who the best player was and i'm going before even your time even yeah um jackie silva First openly okay. gay player, 5'8. Yeah. Won the first, uh, when there was an Olympic sport, won the first gold, like easily. Ground game and air game, just nasty. Yeah. Never shave the hair over, or, you know, next to the yeah. bathing suit, you know, just <laughs> just a chew. Yeah. You know, chew lesbians, lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> so, my safe word is pineapple. <laughs> Todd J, you're sick today, man. Um, Here's the last question I wanted to ask you because I don't know if we got coaching to do. Um, yeah. I, I actually have a, a hard stop at four which is plenty of time okay. I'm coaching Indoor and El Segundo. Yeah I could probably I, go I, I coach- to like
1: 2.15. Alright cool. So as long as I have like 45 minutes to get back to Orange County.
0: So at what point because you started at a really early age and you're, and you're just this really cool kid. He's unassuming and you learned it, you got good at it and you're just having a good time hamming it up with these, 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 I would say top 1% of beach talent. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to have a conversation on that too. So, yeah. so some of these people who are criticizing people can just shut the F up. Yeah. But, but say that, I'm gonna write that down as a mental note yeah. because I don't want to forget this important question. Besides, this is you talking here.
3: Yeah.
0: Was there a particular tournament? and This is just for the beach. Um, that you told yourself, or or a match that you left that match or whatever, saying I can do this for for a career. Was there a defining moment um, for you? And I'd like to give you the liberty for indoor or beach, yeah. and then from there work work wherever you want. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna shut the f up. Your podcast, my man. Tell me.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely go back to that, that Dave McKenzie and Larry Witt mm-hmm. game to get into the main draw. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big turning point because it was kind of was like, if I could beat these guys, you know, like I could beat... Sky's could, the limit. Yeah, sky's the limit. I could beat anyone. And who'd you play with again? John Nino. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I was blocking full time. And that's, you know, that's before I really was, you know, strong. I was only 17, you know, big underdog, but didn't have great conditioning you know, and that, that kind of was a turning point to where I was like, Oh, I think I could really make something, you know, if I'm, if I'm this young kid and I can, you know, make it in and play well enough now, you know, definitely in six, seven years, I should have no problem, you know, as long as I, you know, keep to the grind and keep working. So I'd say that that was a big, not only just playing that match, but you know, like since that match, you know, Dave McKenzie's, you know, been a huge impact on me, like always checks in on me all the time, uh, like Literally since that match, the last, you know, it's been like 10 years, 12 years, always keeps up with me, you know, asking where I'm at, how I'm doing, you know. Bonded he Bonded forever. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Mean, love, what a yeah. moment. Yeah. What, what, what about else? indoor? Uh, as far as indoor, um, I'd have to say the turning point is when I finagled, you know, getting into that USA gym. Uh, you know, I I was just lucky. You know, it's all about who knows you, right? You know, I was lucky that a couple of the guys, uh, Furbringer was one of those guys. Again, it goes back to me and Wexler getting into Hermosa. You know, I play against him, get to train with him on the beach a little bit. He knows who I am. Now he's the assistant coach in the national team. You know, so I just was like, you know, why don't I just send Matt a text and see if I can get myself, you know, in this gym? And I just, you know, sent him a text like, hey, how are you doing? I was wondering if there's any way I could just. Just get a look like can i get in there for two weeks can i get in there for three weeks you know and so you know he said yeah absolutely like come on in we'll try you out and then you know that was that was like you know that was a big conversation you know like after the three weeks he was like hey i gotta you know stay after like we got to talk to you you know like and they just kind of keep it open-ended like that they didn't really say anything so i was like oh like this I you know this might be it this might, might be my last day you know and then after you know go over have the conversation and it was like they're like hey man you're you're staying in here all summer. And you're so that's like, kind of when I knew, you're like, like, you know, cool. Yeah, I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Whatever whatever I have to do to stay in here all summer, you know, yep. I'm in. I so like that was that was kind of when I knew, like, you know, all right, let's take this seriously. I could definitely, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna bring me in here, I can definitely make a living out of, mm-hmm. you know, going overseas and playing indoor.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, just a general respect that I think that a lot of people looking on the outside in either don't know about they're oblivious to it and you know they're talking all this shit or whatever and then some people that are oblivious to it and, and talk the nonsense anyway and and also the as far as the nonsense the, the chatter yeah, it's the what too right are yeah. you saying oh man I, you know he, he needs to do a better job you know what I'm saying on his serve to space with focus. That's different yeah. than saying someone choked or he's got no heart or he sucks. Yeah. That's attacking people personally, right? Yeah. So, I wanted to remind everybody because when I was coaching Jeff and Chris at uh, and, um Manhattan Beach, everybody's like, "Oh man, you guys lost two rounds and that was it," and this and that. And I'm like, you know, like one of them was Casper and Allen. And it was twenty two twenty four, right? And you know, and you know, freaking Pen Berthy yeah. and, and Jimenez, Yemen is for real yeah. as a defender, right? That yeah. seventeen fifteen game three, but. I wanted to remind everybody watching when you see the Manhattan beach open and you see 32 teams, it is the top 1% yeah. and, and I'm being gracious here. Cause it's, it might, <laughs> it might be even point something percent. I'll yeah. just say on a general level. So just so they can grasp, it's the top 1% of, of America's beach talent. And if your attitude is, is that the best we can do? Because I've been a guilty of this too. That yeah. that's it. This, 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 is, you know, this is dull, you know, um, chill out (laughs) you know chill out i and i do i'm guilty of this a lot because only because not because i'm a hater because i because i know what we can be yeah we can be so good i can freaking taste it you know when there's a team that qualifies for the olympics that i don't think has a chance to medal i get mad yeah you know and i'm like okay you're like when phil and nick made it to the olympics did they have the points did they deserve it yes but at the same time i knew stylistically only the most biased person in the world thought they were going to come out with a medal. Yeah. Reality, come on. I'm a Bill Parcells guy. You are what your record says you are, and that's you want to talk about. Cole, that's Cole. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Travis Miller. Um, got criticized for not making a main draw by someone like someone actually posted on one I don't know yeah. what was a volley talk or something and he's That's like the worst yeah. website
1: you should never but Travis if, said all I, volleyball I players <laughs> never get rid of that website don't ever Travis said I'm famous now <laughs> anyone posting on that website criticizing players is crazy that that. Travis. I have so many friends that are oh, no. like, oh, do you see what happened on Volley Talk? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't see what happened. I've never, a, I never go. I actually
0: got an account to tell someone. Yeah. And I said, dude, I got a girlfriend. You're going to have to, you got to get over me. Yeah. She loves me. I love her. You're going to yeah. have to find, you're going to have to find someone else. I yeah. got a girl. I got a girl. You just met her, right? Yeah. Tall, skinny girl, yeah. plays volleyball, went yeah. to Harvard. Yeah. Okay, come on. <laughs> get, find some, There's someone else for you. Yeah. There's someone else for yeah. you. So, this guy asked on Volley Talk, and Travis is like, cool, I'm famous, I'm relevant, because yeah, someone yeah, said yeah. something about me, because that's how Travis takes it, because yeah. he's such a good-natured guy. And I'm going to give you the floor, but I want to read the quote that Travis um, actually decided to respond, and this is the Man in the Arena quote, right? And we can read this together. Um, let me go on the screen so you could have a better, a better view. There it is, or you could read it back there, because it's yeah. it's on it's on oh, our okay. screen, so you can. <clears throat> it's not the critic who counts the man who points out how strong a man stumbles, or where the doer or deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds. Who knows what great enthusiasms and great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who, at the best, knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who, at the worst, if he fails, at least, while daringly, greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know nor the victory, so who neither know victory nor defeat. That's Theo, Theo Rosenfeld. Now, I have a love-hate relationship with that quote. Um, I love it because. It was what we said in the beginning. Watch your mouth, dude. You ain't, you're right. Yeah. You, there's no way in your wildest dreams, there's a lot of players, and I'm gassing you up for a minute, there's a lot of players that, that cannot, will not ever be able to do what you do yeah. in their wildest dreams, even in shape. Yeah. So chill. And, that, and Now my hate part of it is there are some players that use it as a, a cop-out. That guy asking Travis Muirwitter, if Travis took it another way, yeah, and he, Travis had the right to take it any way he wanted because the guy was a, the guy was a dick. Yeah. All right. But if he took it another way, I do need to challenge myself. Yeah. Miles Parchain is like skinnier than me, shorter than me, doesn't, doesn't jump as high. But yet there he is and there I am. Yeah. I have to ask myself that. Yeah. So I think there has to be this meeting in the middle where guys like you in that category, the more you are able to give up control take, and take some constructive criticism, From people who are asking legit questions, the more I think the men scene is ready to take the next step. Yeah, there are guys in the gym just like you. We have you have to remember this whole podcast is about conquering the muscles between our ears, right? Yeah. So that's how we should finish it. Yeah. And I wanted to give you the floor a little bit on your sentiment on just. Um, outside noise what you decide to take with with you what what or what's just just noise because right now i think between now and next year i i, I got you on the podcast for a reason i see great things when when you become great don't forget about the little people <laughs> yeah, okay yeah, of course but not. um talk to me a little bit about knowing when to take constructive criticism and when to drown out the noise I, that's too long to ask that question sorry
1: yeah i mean it's right that you like
0: sorry tall skinny girl from harvard she'll whoop your ass sorry go ahead
1: <laughs> yeah like like i said earlier it's it's all about right compartmentalizing it so right if you're if you're just always thinking about it all day long it's just gonna wear on you which is why i don't ever go on a site like volley talk or, or care <laughs> Or care if anyone like you know? Cause I have friends all the time. They'll say like, "Oh, did you see what they said about you on Volley Talk?" I said, "No, I like what is like
0: because it's not a real place."
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, like the I'm probably like those guys talking about me will probably never even be able to like play against me. They're probably not even going to register for an open. Like these are all like players that like you know they play for fun once a week, you know, and they're and now all of a sudden they're going on like a website and trying to like critique you. So I, th- I think it's just about knowing your worth and, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard. Cause right. You want that, you want that approval from your peers, but at the same time, it's like, if, if, if that's your main goal, you're never going to get that because they're going to feel that tension when you're like, you know, like I, I can tell when people are just trying to like get on my good side. So like, I'll train with them. Right. And they're just always like, you know, like buttering me up, like, that's not that's not, that's not constructive. Right. You know, so it's, it's all about just knowing your worth and being realistic with it. You know, it's like the world's not fair. Not everyone's born equal, you know,
0: that's so there's
1: like, there's people even that I look at where like, I look at a TJ, like I can't do what TJ does. Like why? So why be mad about it? You know, why compare myself to TJ because I'm not TJ and you know, he, you know, he was born, you know, with a whip. You know, he's always had that like fundamental arm swing, you know, not everyone's born with that. You know, what's your strength? What, what are you good at? Just focus on that. And then, and then you'll see the success. But if you're just always focusing on like how to be like that guy, or I want to be one of those guys, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a, it's a very negative. You're, you know, you're going to be very negative on yourself and you're just going to be frustrated and, you know, maybe get a little bitter. And that's how you end up being on those forums, you know, talking about other people instead of, You know focusing the time on yourself i agree
0: and we 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 seem to keep bringing it back to tj because he's such a great example like if someone on the forums like that guy's walking around like he thinks he's the best player in the world my answer to that is how do you think that this man got to where he is there are some people that take a humble approach like i think i'm good but i got so much work but when you're in a game When you put that pressure on yourself, like I think I'm the best player in the world, and you emote that, yeah. And if you're able to take the pressure of every little mistake, everyone's going to highlight that because you have that chip. If you can take that, if you're that guy that can take that pressure, knowing that every little mistake is going to draw criticism, you got a great career. And not everybody's like TJ. TJ's TJ has a chip on his shoulder because I think that's how he puts pressure on himself i don't even know the guy yeah. but i i just think as far as comment sections go i think anyone that knows sports yeah never mind volleyball knows that there are types of athletes that do that yeah. because maybe some people have fake confidence that turns into real confidence and i'm not i'm not saying that about tj i'm talking about yeah. talking about maybe it's a, uh a
3: tj1a
0: or something yeah yeah uh, um yeah, you just gotta understand. Not everybody has the same
1: way. Yeah, Jordan. And a lot of people don't yeah. realize too that like some of us have a switch that we turn on on the court, right? I've heard it a million times through my yeah. friends, where someone's like, "Oh, like Matt's a dick. Like he thinks he's really good. He acts like he's really good." And well, my friends are like, "Well, he's he's pretty fucking good." So he, and the guy he likes should somebody. be able to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they're just like, "Have you talked to him off the court, like away from volleyball?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "No." And they're like, "Well, maybe you should go do that, you know, because it's like the." People have this notion that, like, who you are on the court is who you are always. Right. Whereas, like, there's a lot of guys that, you know, and I've, I've dealt with a lot. I won't, you know, throw out names or throw anyone under the bus. But, I you know, there's a lot of guys I hang out with that when we get on the court, it's just like, yeah. we're boom, 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 boom. We're fighting. Like, people don't think we're friends. And then we step off the lines and it never happened.
0: Right. Can, because, you, can you appreciate Phil's genius then? Yeah. Him going on the court. And not and saying absolutely yeah. nothing is what he brings to the table. Can you appreciate Michael Jordan's genius, right? Yeah. Like you see LeBron James, he has his platform and he uses it to do to uses that platform to do what he perceives to be the right thing. And and for that, he's always my off the go, court goat. As far as on the court goat, we could have a different debate. You can come back on the podcast and we can yeah. talk about sports, other sports, and, and our favorite comedians. All right? Um, but can you appreciate Jordan's genius? Just playing and not using his platform for anything else but basketball that inspired people to do the right thing. That's the best. And and that's why everybody has to to be like, you should be doing it this way. You should be doing it that way. How about let this, how about, I'm not trying to say mind your own business because volleyball is their business because you play in front of people because that's how you make money, right? You ain't playing, you you ain't playing, you ain't going to make money playing the private games, all right? It is fan driven. But chill out. Yeah. Understand that we're not machines.
2: Yeah. Not
0: we, I don't play no more. You're not machines. You're people. Um, no, I'll put myself because I'm a coach and yeah. I'm a different personality. We're not machines. We're people. And we you, we use what we got for the best result for us. Because like you said, you yeah. got to go home with yourself. Yeah. You ain't going home yeah. with no one from volley Talk. <laughs> yeah.
1: When well, we live in a society where it's like everyone wants to tell you the certain way you yeah. should do things or the certain way you should live, uh-huh. where I was just, I was really lucky to have parents that are just like.
0: Yeah, I need, you know, like dude, my I needed your yeah. parents. I needed your, I needed your parents. Go ahead.
1: My dad just wants me to enjoy life, and then and you know and do something for a living that makes me happy that I can sustain myself, but I'm happy and, and I'm enjoying it, right? Like they didn't force me to get a degree. They didn't yeah. force me to do it. Like they didn't. Right. I had a lot of parent friends, parents that like they they had to get a degree that they hated just because like their parents wanted to tell all their friends, oh, like my my son graduated college. A lot of that around here does no. this, does that. You know, my dad's <laughs> just like be happy, you know, enjoy life, find something that makes you happy and do that your whole life. Or you're a hippie kid. And then, no, not really. But, um, I had a pretty standard, you know, childhood, uh, like a pretty easygoing family, but they were Mm -hmm. never, they were never pushy. They just, you know, like if I, if I got a C or a B, that was okay. Right. You know, it's a passing grade. It wasn't like, you know, like they weren't, they didn't live through me. They didn't need me to be successful to go brag to their friends and, you know, tell their all their friends you know how great their kids are doing nice. they just wanted me to be to be happy
0: yeah <laughs> boy did i jump the stereotype didn't other yeah. people <laughs> i'm like this dude's got the jesus beard he plays guitar <laughs> hey, he's a hippie <laughs> no no i'm kidding no yeah. but I, I i look those are parents i wish i had okay yeah. i grew up very very differently my childhood was troubled my family was troubled from from on down and these days only me and my siblings are close my, yeah. my, I have three sisters, oh uh, well,, two of them I'm close to, but I'm glad that, that I'm glad all of that's working out for you, and I'm glad this is working out for you. Let's finish with one more uh one minute thing cool. and this one minute thing is called a lightning round, so we just got to come up you know quick question, quick answer, but yeah. all right, so sorry, I'm going back to my clock and we might finish this before because you're really good at this. So let's go um ice cream or cupcakes ice
1: cream nice last good book you read last good book was jerusalem
0: nice cool man favorite comedian
1: favorite comedian william montgomery
0: marvel or dc dc uh pool or beach beach nice last uh favorite television series if you have time to watch
1: um i would say community
0: community yeah Things you like to do on Sunday night?
1: Uh, Play guitar.
0: Play guitar. Favorite um, musician? Uh, John Mayer. John Mayer? The volleyball player? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They don't even know he's a volleyball player. That's all I got. You did it. You banged it out, man. Man, you're not getting paid by the hour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll turn this off. So we lost our feed. Um, after the gladiators' arena speech, someone just messaged me and said, oh, "Ah, yeah. it's too bad because we yeah. did that." Yeah. And at the end of the speech, the feed cut off. But, but this whole episode yeah,
2: is recorded. Yeah,
0: that's that. That's I'm going to show it on my camera. Yeah, <laughs> this thing, the whole world <laughs> goes to hell, man. That thing yeah. keeps going, and I'm yeah. very, very happy for that. So, people want to know a little bit more about you. Um, you have a website, IG handle. Someone uh, to know what you, some of your followers, uh, and it appears you have many. Yeah. that want to know what you've been up to, um, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm only on Instagram, just at Matt Hilling. Okay. Try to stay off social media as much as possible, but I do enjoy Instagram. Um, Yeah, I'm just right now. I'm just getting ready for India. I'm super excited for that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh my goodness! To play. Yeah, to play. God. So. I'm excited for you, dude.
0: That's millions of people.
1: Yeah. No, that's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll definitely have to schedule a time when i'm back to get together and talk we about do that. because we yeah. haven't
0: even hit we've only talked yeah, about yeah, volleyball yeah we haven't even hit the surface of like <laughs> yeah. other fun stuff like yeah. your musicians and comedians yeah like mine is Chappelle. but i mean we gotta have a great conversation yeah, about yeah. like all of that stuff so for sure come back on yeah so for everybody at home matt Hillen might love you but me i don't love any of you in fact i can't stand any i'm in i'm in hater j mode so for all of you at home for all of you on your iPad, <coughs> that's 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 the cold getting me, <coughs> the hater cold. For all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world, old school baby, old school for my man right here, that's Matt Hilling, I'm, a- I'm Jason Debilius, this is episode 150, listen to that, this is episode 159 mm-hmm. of the Option Podcast, I need a tech person, <coughs> excuse me, hit my music, we're out.